0: That's joinMIDI.com.
1: Hey there, kids. It's me, Mr. Creepypasta. And before we get started on tonight's story, I'm going to let you know a little bit more about CM Forest. A new book called Infested, a fast-paced thriller horror novel, is available right now on Amazon in Kindle, hardcover, and paperback. Something sinister is happening inside the New Leaf building. Olivia wakes on her bedroom floor in a pool of vomit, head spinning. The power is off and her husband is missing. A vicious storm assaults the building, but it's nothing compared to the storm raging outside her apartment door. A parasite has begun invading and possessing the residents, transforming them into twisted, murderous versions of their former selves, with one thing on their mind, to kill. Fans of Resident Evil and The Walking Dead series will love this fast-paced, visceral horror. To find Infested and many other books by C.M. Forrest, click the Amazon link in the description down below. And now, on to tonight's story. The smell. A stale combination of grease and sweat wafted through the open door as Robert followed his daughter into Playland. Beyond a cacophony of gleeful screams mixed and mingled into a banshee's song. The glassed-in room located off the side of the fast-food restaurant housed a jumble of brightly colored tubes and slides. A dozen children swarmed over the garish plastic-like fleas on a stray. Take your shoes off, Robert yelled after Lily. The little girl flew towards the structure like a 40-pound cannonball, erupting giggles as she went. A series of tables surrounded the architectural acid trip that was the Playland, forming a semicircle. Most of the tables were occupied by tired-looking adults. The telltale signs of bags under their eyes and unkempt hair, of stained clothing, and defeated slants to their mouths said they were parents. Robert could sympathize with them. Before the divorce, when he was still a full-time parent, he found taking care of Lily to be a near overwhelming proposition. Now, only having the five-year-old one weekend a month, she longed for those tired days. Lily's absence and his life created an unfillable hole, A void in his very guts, the kind of absence that should kill him, but didn't. Somehow, even with a vital piece missing, life went on. Spotting a table in the corner, Robert tightened his grip on the brown plastic food tray and wandered through the chaos. Although the fun was theoretically supposed to be contained to the plastic octopus-like playland, the children, not only free from constraint, but outright encouraged to use up all their energy, would spill out with abandon all across the room. Two boys, both decked out in neon-colored garb, zigzagged around the tables, hooting and hollering. A chubby girl, who looked like she was pushing the limit on what was an acceptable age to be crawling through the tubes, bounded off the bottom of one of the slides and charged across to a table with appropriately obese adults. A little girl in a striped dress stared at what Robert could only assume was her twin sister. Looking back at her from just within the entrance of the structure, The twin was singing some sort of eerie, tuneless lullaby. The girl outside was so preoccupied by her sister's song, she was nearly bowled over by the chubby girl as she darted back, mouthful of chicken nuggets. Robert shook his head. It was amazing. The places he found himself since having a kid. Under any other circumstance, wading into the stink and noise of such a place would have been about as appealing to him as a back-alley vasectomy. But if it made Lily happy... Somehow, it transcended the part of his brain that cared about himself. Robert sat so he was facing the play area and slid the cardboard box containing Lily's kid's meal, complete with small plastic toy, across from him. He knew it would have to have been a fool's errand to try and get the girl to eat before playing, but if he arranged her meal, a cheeseburger, fries, and an apple juice, just so, she would return like a carrier pigeon every so often to take a bite. A sudden vibration issued from his pocket. Robert pulled out his cell phone and groaned at what greeted him. It was a message from his ex-wife, Nicole. When are you dropping Lily off? Jeff wanted to see her before he goes into work tonight. Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Robert grumbled under his breath. When Nicole had dropped the news to Robert that her new guy, Jeff, would be moving in with her and Lily, it made Robert want to scream. It wasn't Nicole dating again after their divorce that bothered him. In fact, in that regard, Robert felt sorry for the chap. Nicole had been a hard person to live with. No, what really hurt about the whole situation was that, in terms of day-to-day life, Jeff was now effectively Lily's father. Robert's anger began to spike. His fingers flew across the screen. I don't really give a fuck what Jeff wants. I'll bring her home when I'm ready to. Robert looked at his reply for several seconds, his thumb hanging like a guillotine over the send button. Before he could blast his nasty response towards the nearest cell tower, something caught his attention. Lily was calling for him. One of the true miracles of parenthood, Robert discovered, was the almost superhero-like ability to hear your child call out to you. It didn't matter if it was coming from a nightmarish structure filled with the lunatic glee of a dozen other children who, by all accounts, sounded almost identical to each other. Some corner of the parental brain could pull apart the audible layers and pick out that solitary voice as if it was the only sound in existence. Lily, a cherub's grin, splitting her tiny face, waved energetically from a clear plastic bubble protruding like a tumor from the side of the playland. The observation window, which was easily fifteen feet off the ground and larger than the portholes, peppered throughout, was a hot spot for the tiny people skittering around within, Robert laughed, as honest a response as he had ever had, and waved back at his daughter. Apparently satisfied that her world still existed below, she ducked away, her rainbow-colored socks waving comically behind her, before she was gone. God, I love that kid. He looked down at the unsent message and blew out a sigh, lost to the din around him before slowly erasing it. Robert stared at the blank screen, shook his head, and typed, i'll have her home soon it was a fun weekend with nicole placated robert plopped his phone down on the table and eyed his daughter's food a pile of fries a grease soaked gravity that would give the tug of a black hole a run for its money was too much to resist he snatched one of the golden sticks from its paper sleeve and quickly gobbled it down heaven daddy daddy lily came sprinting over to the table there's a boy in there She momentarily paused as she breathlessly took a bite of her burger. He's crying, Robert laughed. Oh no, why? Lily looked back at the playland. Her pigtails bobbed through the air. He said there's a monster in there. Robert leaned across the table and rested his hand on his daughter's slender shoulder. The little girl radiated heat, a tiny engine running at full capacity. What? Not a monster? Yeah, a monster, she nodded excitedly. He laughed again and rubbed Lily's head. I'm sure he's just playing, honey. She seemed to weigh this reply before finding it to be adequate. With the update on the crying boy delivered, she inhaled two french fries, a second bite of burger, and a swallow of juice before tearing back across the padded floor. She dodged the rowdy neon boys, dove into one of the openings along the base of the structure, and vanished from sight. Robert resisted the urge to reach across the table and devour the rest of Lily's food. He tried to connect to the building's Wi-Fi, the signal was spotty at best. After several attempts, he was granted access. Robert had a whole suite of game apps on his phone. Nothing too complicated, just simple time killers, something he was eager to do in that moment. As he waded through an ad for a better, more expensive game, he became vaguely aware of one of the parents, a woman in beige capris, peeling away from the viewing area and approaching the playland. Zachary, is that you crying? The woman asked her voice not quite loud enough to compete with the parade of noise streaming from within the tangle of plastic and steel. A small boy, all tears and snot, burst from the end of one of the two slides. "'He looked at me!' he squealed as his mother scooped him off the foam-matted floor surrounding the playland. Robert was mildly amused by the boy's hysterics. He always felt like his parenting skills were lacking, until he saw how messed up other people's children were. He returned his attention back to the screen and began sliding his thumb across its surface— to get a series of colored columns to line up before time ran out again a distant rumble pulled robert away from his phone he stretched his arms slipped his cell phone into his pocket and looked around outside the clear blue sky had been taken over by a collection of storm clouds they extended pulled dirty cotton as far as he could see a slight patter of rain was already hitting the glass Dozens of tiny specks of water appeared like freckles on the panes. Another deep, bass-filled boom of far-off thunder echoed through the sky. Not only had he been oblivious to the change in weather, but he had also apparently missed what was happening directly around him as well. The tables, which had previously housed the tired-looking parents, were all empty. Various cups and used food wrappers, crumpled and encrusted with mustard and finely diced onions, cluttered the tabletops. A single kid's meal box was overturned on the padded floor, The restaurant's mascot, a furry creature who loved hamburgers, stared at Robert from the side of the cardboard. He stood up, his back popping, and noticed Lily's food still sat across from him. The cheeseburger, minus the two bites she had taken earlier, remained otherwise untouched. A fly wandered lazily across the bun landscape. Damn it, Lily. He shook his head, shooing the insect away. His knee-jerk reaction was to scold the child, but then he realized he was the one to blame. Instead of making sure she ate her dinner... He'd been on his phone. Robert scooped up the wasted food and placed it on the plastic tray before walking over to one of the trash cans and dumping it in. As long as you don't tell your mom you didn't eat dinner, we'll be okay. The playland was eerily quiet. Robert thought the place must be downright terrifying when the lights were off. He moved over to the purple cube with the hole cut into it and said, Come on, Lily, we have to get you home. Her running shoes still sat where they fell. They looked comically small to him in that moment. Like, no human could be so tiny to wear such things. Lily had such a big personality, Robert sometimes forgot how little his daughter was. He bent over and collected them before returning his attention to the entrance. Lily, your mom is not going to be happy with daddy if I don't get you home, honey. Robert drummed his fingers on the lip of the plastic rim entrance to the playland. He leaned into the opening and listened for any sound at all. Lily? terrible thought came to him what if someone's taken her he shook his head to dislodge the idea from his brain but a growing level of unease like some dank fungus flourishing in the darkest of places kept the horrible possibility present in his mind lily this isn't funny baby robert stuck his head further into the hole and his voice immediately echoed back at him a dozen clones parroting his words in panic the likes of which Robert wouldn't have thought possible—certainly not so quickly, anyway—raced through his body. He yelled again into the structure. Nothing. Not even the smallest knock or scratch to indicate there was anything alive in the playland at all. He stood back up, spinning in a half-circle, expecting to see the child hiding in a corner, hand over mouth, giggling at how good a trick she had just played on Daddy. But the room was empty. In fact, in that moment, it felt more than just empty. It was abandoned. A mausoleum made of colorful materials and cartoon decals. Even the stench of food was absent. Robert blasted through the glass door leading back to the main seating area of the restaurant and darted towards the counter. He knocked into a group of teens mixing various flavors of soda into their cups at the fountain machine. A nasty comment, followed by snickering, was left in his wake. Robert barely heard them, though, as his own breathing, short and rapid, filled his ears. He felt like maybe he was having a heart attack. Why can't I breathe? A girl not yet seventeen, if her acne-covered cheeks were to be believed, smiled at Robert from the other side of the counter. The plastic badge on her chest revealed her name to be Edith, a name completely at odds with her apparent young age. "'Welcome to—' "'My daughter!' He cut her off. The unexpected response caused Edith to rock back slightly on her heels like her voice had physically pushed her. Her eyes darted for a second in search of what Robert couldn't say. "'Is everything okay, sir?' "'No!' He could barely get the word out. I can't find her! My daughter! Edith visibly swallowed and glanced around a second time. Um, where was she, sir? She was in the playland. We were eating, and I. I looked down at my phone for a minute. Oh, only it hadn't been a minute. His attention had been off his daughter for longer than that. And now I can't find her! He was aware he was twisting and bending Lily's shoes as he spoke. Edith, eyes wide, called over a young man wearing a black shirt. Robert realized this fellow had been the source of her wandering gaze. His name tag identified him as Timothy and that he held the coveted position of shift manager. She relayed the message. Have you checked the bathrooms? Timothy said. His tone hovered between concerned and annoyed. It was as if he wanted Lily to be found so he wouldn't have to fill out the paperwork that would almost certainly be involved with the lost child. Robert flushed with embarrassment. He hadn't thought of the bathrooms, although he doubted Lily would venture off to the restroom without informing him she was constantly trying to prove how much of a big girl she'd become it wasn't completely out of the realm of possibility that she would attempt the trek alone no i i haven't okay edith go check the ladies room for lily robert blurted out go check for lily edith hurried around the counter and headed for the bathrooms the shift manager his dark hair stiff with too much product leaned across the counter and smiled at robert no worries sir well I'm sure your little ones in the building. Did you check the playland thoroughly? We've had kids play tricks on their parents before. He rolled his eyes and made a clucking sound with his tongue. They don't understand how upset it makes their folks, but kids will be kids. Maybe go take another look. If she isn't there or in the restroom, which she probably is, we can check the cameras. The cameras. Jesus Christ! This can't be happening. Robert nodded. His body had grown numb. As he rushed back to the glass door leading to the playland, a single thought corkscrewed through his mind. She's already gone. He had visions of a car, probably something nondescript, a Toyota Camry or a Honda Accord, the kind of vehicle nobody looked twice at, driving farther and farther away from him. A car that had his daughter in it. Don't fucking think that, he scolded himself, but he couldn't help it. His mind had become something else, a a gray matter, Mr. Hyde, tormenting him with visions of his baby in the most horrible possible places. "'Lily!' he yelled as soon as he cleared the door. Nothing. The room was still empty. Robert wasn't sure if he would have felt better or worse with an audience. One thing was certain, he wanted to cry, but felt like it wasn't the time for such a thing, as if the act of crying would make the nightmare a reality, as if it would cement his daughter's fate. The playland, looming like a many-armed leviathan seemed to grow and breathe as robert rushed towards the black maw yawning open along the front lily please daddy's not playing anymore if you're in there it's time to come out she's not in there she's crying in the back seat of a forgettable car heading towards the highway as a man with dead eyes tells her to shut up before he gives her something to really cry about robert let out a frustrated groan at the thought A small, playful laugh, born from deep inside the plastic innards of the playland, bounced off the tubular walls until it reached the circular hole Robert leaned into. It was Lily. He was sure of it. A great wash of relief flooded through him, a deluge he was happy to drown in. "'Lily!' he shouted, dropping her shoes and squeezing through the hole. Damp heat greeted him upon entering the structure. It was easily ten degrees warmer within the confines of the plastic tubing. "'How can kids stand it in here?' he wondered." Besides the temperature, which was already causing small beads of sweat to burst forth along his hairline, there was also the stench. A pungent aroma of dirty feet and filthy clothing, mixed with an underlying stink of vomit. Robert gagged with the first lungful of air he sucked in. It didn't take long to realize he was far too large to be navigating the thing with any sort of ease. The plastic underneath him was hard and unforgiving. Each crawling slide forward sent a rake of fiery pain through his knees. The sides of his jacket brushed against the interior of the tube, and his head grazed the ceiling. Lily, come out now! He stared into the length of pipe before him, the shaft ending at a ninety-degree turn a half-dozen feet ahead. I'm stuck! Her voice wafted down from somewhere above. Robert sighed. All right, honey, I'm coming! A giggle, like the jingle of a delicate bell, was the only reply. The bend was too sharp and narrow for Robert to make the turn on his hands and knees, Shifting to his side, he formed his body around the curve, then pulled himself past it. He was dismayed to find the tunnel on the other side much tighter than what he was already used to. The only way to continue on was to worm his way through until it opened back up. A surge of primal panic filled him as he felt the pressing hardness of the colorful tube on all sides. He tried to reassure himself that even if he became stuck, he was hardly in any unreachable location. Still, the sensation of being pinned was enough to make his limbs jittery and his heart race. Just as he was sure the tube was starting to constrict around him, slowly crushing him like a plastic boa constrictor, he shimmied over a lip and fell into a small room. The walls of the space, approximately the size of a compact car, were bright yellow, the ceiling just high enough that he could rise to a crouch. His knees popped angrily as he took up the new position. Decals decorated every available space. They depicted a gaggle of cartoony-looking pirates, a mess of peg legs, eye patches, and shoulder-mounted parrots chasing a dashing buccaneer. Three nautical steering wheels jutted from the wall like perfectly round mushrooms. The wheels were made of the same yellow plastic, but the grips had been permanently stained black from countless dirty hands groping them. An upended box of french fries stood in the corner. The golden sticks had turned dark, almost grey. Lines of green mold sprouted from them. The food had to have been there for days. Don't they ever clean this place? He wondered how many children poured through the playland on a daily basis. What horrific things must grow in the nooks and crannies, just waiting for small hands to rip across them. The idea that even after the restaurant closed, there was a plethora of life continuing to expand, fester within the place, made him nauseous. Robert put aside the thought and continued to survey the area. On the far end of the room was a series of indented rungs, which led up through an opening in the ceiling. If he was picturing the Playland correctly in his mind, the ladder would ascend upwards, bringing him to the plastic observation bubble Lily had waved from earlier. He started making his way forward when a sudden dizzy spell caused him to stop. The heat was starting to get to him. It made his head spin. His thoughts took on a molten, sticky quality, and he felt like reality was pulling away, as if beyond the yellow walls of the room he crouched inside the world had begun peeling back like the layers of an onion, revealing something new and terrifying underneath. He rubbed the palms of his hand across his forehead. He came back to soak with sweat. He'd read a book once, a war story, and in it, the protagonist had been locked in a metal box in the middle of a field on a hot day. The narrator had described the situation as being as close to hell as a person could be while in the land of the living. As Robert blinked away the heat spots filling his vision, He thought it was very likely the author had never crawled through a playland before. A shrill beep issued from his pocket, causing him to jump, which resulted in a painful bump on the head when he hit the ceiling. Robert reached into his pocket and pulled free his cell phone. Lit across the screen was a message from Nicole. Where are you? I expected Lily home an hour ago. Is everything okay? Great, Robert sighed. Nicole already thought him incompetent as a father, and now... He might have to reveal that he had lost their child at a fast food restaurant. We got sidetracked. Having too much fun. We'll be there soon. His reply grew fuzzy in his sight, and the salt from his sweat stung his eyes. He shoved the phone back in his pocket. Somewhere around... Above? Him? There came a knock. It was sudden and light, just faint enough that when Robert leaned forward, he was convinced it hadn't been there at all. But then it came again, this time with more conviction. Lily, are you still stuck? Daddy's having some trouble here. Be really helpful if you could just come back out. Robert fell absolutely still in anticipation of a reply as soon as the words left his lips. A soft whispering sound began to waft through the plastic innards of the structure. It was almost melodic, but Robert couldn't make out any clear words. Even the source was hard to identify it might have been a child, or it might have been a loud radio from a car pulling in the drive-through. Is that you, Lily? Where are you? The girl didn't answer. Not even a giggle. Instead, he heard a wild clatter of small hands and feet scurrying over plastic. Oh, so much for being stuck. Something about the sound paralyzed Robert. He was frenzied, crazed the kind of racket an animal would make, a raccoon breaking free from a trap, not not a little girl. He hurried over to the hole in the ceiling and stood up. Robert imagined the ladder must be quite the obstacle for the Playland's usual population, but for him, it only went up to his shoulders. Standing allowed his head to pop through to the next level. Lily, enough's enough. Come with me right now. Nothing. A long section of purple pipe stretched off in both directions. To the left, he could see the edges of the clear plastic bubble Lily had waved from. The bright fluorescent lights of the room beyond blared through the membrane, supercharging the violet hues of the plastic. To the right, the tube broke off into three paths. An oblong-shaped blue tube, an orange shaft, and a green tunnel with pink polka dots. He thought at least two of them led to slides. Lily? Sweat dribbled down his face. He wasn't sure how much longer he could stand to be within the confines of the playland. "'Daddy?' Lily's voice, barely above a whisper, wafted around him. "'Where are you, baby?' Robert hefted himself up through the hole in the depths of the green tunnel. He caught a glimpse of movement and crawled forward. A pair of feet wiggled away, feet wrapped in rainbow socks. "'Lily, come here right now!' Robert launched himself into the green tube with the pink polka dots. She was playing with him. She wasn't stuck at all. Anger began to flare inside of him. "'You are in big trouble, missy!' The thick miasma of funk filling the air made him gag as he took in breath, sucking lungs full of air. He could feel the entire structure shift and sway under his weight. Come get me, Lily whispered again. Robert paused in his forward crawl. Something was not right about his daughter's voice. He couldn't place it exactly, but it sounded fake, like an impersonation. Close to the real thing, but not quite. A slight stretching of words, a barely perceived stutter. That's not Lily. It was a ridiculous thought, of course, and one Robert was quick to dismiss. He was stressed out, overtaxed. The heat was playing with his mind. The acoustics of the Playland distorted Lily's words. There was another burst of movement. This time, it seemed to emanate from the exterior of the Playland's walls. An image of a huge spider scaling the plastic innards of the place flashed through his mind before he could stop it. What was that? Lily? Robert held his breath, waiting for a reply. His heart pounded furiously in his chest. It's just when he thought that there would be nothing. a, A delicate voice began to sing. The sweet little children all like to play. The sweet little children all like to stay. Sweet little children will live forever this day. The tone abruptly changed to something deeper, but still, Lily. We are hungry and must be fed. We are tired and want to sleep in their bed. We will take their faces and go in their stead. The sweat coating his skin turned cold, setting a shiver across his body. He realized he had heard the tune before. The twin girls... The one inside the playland had been looking at her sister, singing the same rhyme. Honey? He found himself crawling forward once again, but this time at a much slower pace. The green tunnel looped around a wide bend before joining the orange shaft. As Robert continued forward, he noticed deep gouges and scratches in the plastic. Little hard orange curls stood out along the floor like somebody had taken four knives and dragged them across the walls. What could do this? He had no answers to his question you're getting so close daddy robert looked ahead and there she was right in front of him scurrying away her rainbow socks loose and saggy on her feet bounced and bobbed as she crawled the girl rocketed from the orange shaft back into the purple tube and continued toward the observation bubble lily stop robert shot forward snatching at her his fingers gripping the floppy toe of one sock pulling it free just before she disappeared around the corner of the bubble he saw the newly exposed appendage Instead of a child's small, delicate foot, the limb was wrinkled and splotchy. Slowly Robert crawled along until he was fully bathed in the light of the clear bubble. Ahead of him he could see the huddled form of his daughter, where the tube terminated into a dead end. His breath came in ragged, whistling bursts as he stared at the child. She sat hunched, her face hidden behind her hair. Lily movement through the observation dome pulled him away from the child it was the shift manager timothy entering through the glass door in the room the man walked with a cocky swagger which affected his entire body except for his stiff hair behind him came edith the young woman smiled proudly and next to her gripping the cashier's hand was lily the little girl had a strip of toilet paper hanging out of the side of her pants Lily's eyes lit up when she noticed Robert inside the playland. She waved and laughed, her small finger pointing. She couldn't hear what she said. But her words drew the attention of the two employees. Edith appeared to chuckle at the sight of a grown man wedged inside the children's playplace, while Timothy rolled his eyes. Slowly, hesitantly, Robert returned his attention to the child that he had been chasing his mind suddenly made connections he had no idea existed until that moment the twins the little boy crying about a monster trying to take him a monster that looked just like him and of course the lullaby robert the voice coming from the thing before him was much deeper than it had been the other time it spoke and with a growing fountain of horror filling his body with icy terror he saw why It no longer looked like Lily. In fact, it was not a child at all. In the purple haze piercing the plastic of the playland, the thing he had been pursuing now looked exactly like him. Robert tried to back away, but it was too fast. It grabbed him and it pulled him away from the observation bubble. Away from Lily. Away from the light. Hey guys, it's still hot out, like unreasonably hot out. And you know what's great when it's unreasonably hot out? Iced tea. So if you guys like iced tea, check out Ivory Monocle Tea. Uh, That's my wife's uh, loose leaf tea thing she does on Etsy. Etsy.com slash shop slash Ivory Monocle Tea. You can get a whole bunch of different kinds of teas on there. They can be made hot if you're insane, or they could be made cold if you live anywhere near the equator. So check out etsy.com shop/ ivory monocle tea and you can get a whole bunch of different kinds of teas from the fruity kind to the caffeinated kind to the kind that's named after creepy pasta things even one that's named after me my dark and stormy night and if you ask when you order that tea you can get a little MCP dabbing sticker along with it oh also I don't think I've ever mentioned this but I sign all the cards if they're like horror related teas so if you ever wanted that check that out that's uh, the only I guess the only place you can get it now <laughs> so yeah check it out etsy.com shop slash tea. And as always, I wanna give a very big thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. Thank you so much. A very big thank you to Jordan Alexander Sanchez, Stephanie Butler, Reaper six one one six seven, Bobby Carmen, Tristan Pelton, Chance Burnett, Diana Kraus, Dickie McQuickie, Samahai, Crusader Chocobo, Spooky Shell, Adam Maros, Grand Moth the Milky, Big Smoke three six nine, Captain Scurvy, Salty Irish Poet, Esteban, Braden Morris, Nick Call, Horror Fan one two one two, Hour Minute Second Time, Kyle Resnick, David Martin, Scarington the Unkempt, Robert Malcolm, Angelus, Spanky, Snoochie Boochie, Seclude, Lupita Galvin, That Creepy Chick, Tyler Fletcher, Merxenum, Red Shadow Cat, Xavier the Cheyenne, Demix, Sean Catabaker, Six Gay Rats in a Trench Coat, Turtle Man, Rob Like Sharp Things, Kioleian, Xavier Graffius, Lord Life's Best, Goring from Maria Walker, Emily Mitchell, Crazy Kid, Mister Marcus Blitz, Limchaw, Dirt Diver, Othi- Matt Bach. Voice of Sand. Coffee Zombie. Hidden Tiger. Shelly J. Jeremy H. Psychomel, Nana. Belated Account. Melted Lake. Tali Sue. William King. Darth Myver, Michael Ortiz. Satanic Ares. Hawk 764. Lambda M98. Harley. Sashi Suzaku Cronut 509. Kaylee Ambrose. Suji Campbell. Stricken. Freddy Krueger. Happy Birthday Jason Wilson. Lisa Cottrell. Caspian. Hades Nephew. Taker Chip. Acid System. Prozac and Pancake Appreciation Society. Benjamin Welverick. Cryptic Nightmares. Kiri the Sloth. Fester's Lampshade. Sky Harbor. Nico Kyle. Rafael Rodriguez. The Ginger Bros. Aaron Stormcrow. Daniel Polson. And Corey Kenshin. As always thank you guys so, so much because you guys help me do everything that I do here. You guys help pay authors for stories and commission stories and do everything that I can do to make this channel and make this podcast the best it could possibly be. So thank you all for supporting me here. And as always, everyone,
2: sweet dreams.